uh, I guess my final question to wrap up is, um, who you got? Tampa Bay, man. Tampa what? Bay. I'm, really? I am going absolutely oh 100%. God. Oh, man. I have seen this, Calvin. <laughs> I feel like almost every two years we talk about this, whether it's Brady and the Patriots or Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I feel like we sit down and we have this conversation. The team that they're going against is always the better team. They always have the better weapons. Whether it's 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 New England versus um, Atlanta Falcons, who at the time, what two years ago was it? Two years ago, two three years ago, two, three years ago um, yeah. they had the much better offense. Everybody was talking about Matt Ryan. He had an MVP type season. What ended up happening? They met the Patriots in the Super Bowl and they ended up losing. Um, I feel like whenever you have Tom Brady, you have a chance. And I feel that their defense is good enough to slow down Mahomes. Welcome to the Yav Podcast with Kelsey on South Sharab Radio. All right, so what's your order? <laughs> Let me see. Um, welcome, to the Av, welcome to the Yav Podcast today. <laughs> where we're doing the Super Bowl post-game podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We're bringing you the annual Super Bowl post game podcast where the Tampa Bay Buccaneers <clears throat> defeat the Kansas City Chiefs 31 to 9, or, or too many to not enough, was what it kind of seemed like. <laughs> um, with that, Bruce Arians gets his first Super Bowl as a head coach. The franchise gets their second Super Bowl in team history. And Tom Brady gets his seventh Super Bowl ring. What are your thoughts on the game, you bastard? <laughs> Well, Kevin, let me tell you, man, I, I'd like to say I didn't see this coming, but I've been telling you this since you know, the past two podcasts, man. Never bet against Tom Brady. Never do it. Don't do it. You're going to lose. You're probably going to lose. Like, I mean, I mean, Tampa Bay's defense definitely did their thing. They played amazing. They definitely played lights out football. Um, I knew they were going to step up. I knew that they had the game, game plan to beat KC because in the second half of the first game they played, they basically shut down KC's offense. The first half was a complete mess. They didn't know how to play them. Tyreek Hill went off for like three touchdowns, 269 yards. In the first quarter, they just completely destroyed them. But I thought in the second half, they started making all the right plays. They started rushing Mahomes, and it started working out a lot better. Tonight complete defensive domination 100 percent actually defense and offense because it seems like casey's defense couldn't stop anybody they got run all over they got passed all over and their offense was just i think their offense probably played worse than their defense um patrick mahomes is under fire the whole night this guy was literally running for his life um you know they double team kelsey they double team hill um these guys still ate you know, Kelsey still got over 100 yards, but they completely shut down the passing game and the running game. I mean, it was it was just phenomenal. Like, I'm blown away. Yeah, that, that was total domination on both sides of the ball in all, in all aspects, in every aspect. Um, I can't say I'm surprised that the Buccaneers won, but I, I mean, to say that we all saw a blowout come in, I mean, oh. I know I wasn't expecting that. You weren't expecting that. And don't lie. You weren't expecting that. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. I wasn't. No way. Who could expect these guys would get blown up that bad? No. Come on, I, man. I don't even think. I don't even think Bucks fans saw this coming. 
No, absolutely not. I I knew it was gonna. I knew that they were gonna win. I knew that they were gonna win just because I do feel like they have, not that they have the better team, but I think I think they have the better overall team. Their defense is definitely top five. Their offense is top five. Um, you know, I just I I didn't expect that kind of beatdown. Honestly, I actually feel sorry for Mahomes. I feel sorry because I feel like everybody puts this guy so high up on a pedestal. And some ways they should because he's a phenomenal player. But I mean, come on, man! Like yeah, he did he, not play well tonight. And you know what? I mean, it's weird. It's funny to say because in the you know with Brady's ten Super Bowl appearances, this is the, actually this is actually the first blowout. Because every other game that he's playing in the Super Bowl, the games are, and that's the one thing you can say, whether you love him or hate him, the games are usually entertaining and they're close. It's usually sure. down to like the the wire, pretty much most of the most of the uh, the time that he's in the Super Bowl, win or lose, um, yep. or at least it's 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 close in the fourth quarter at the very least, you know. Um, so the fact that this one was a blowout, I just honestly, I just assumed it was going to be a close game, you know. Oh. And I even said in the last pod, like. As much as I was riding with Kansas City, I wasn't comfortable. You know what I mean? Because I'm oh, like, man, it's Tampa Bay's playing at home. It's a home game. I'm like, yeah. like when have you ever seen that in Super Bowl? You know, yeah. Super Bowl history. I'm like, and it's in this Brady. I'm just like, ah, you know, I just the elements don't feel right. And then, you know, when you hear that uh, Andy Reid's son got into uh, the the vehicular uh, accident, accident yeah. you know, where where it seems like he was drunk driving. Like once I saw that, I was just like, ah, oh, the omen is coming again. I'm like, ah, <laughs> oh, I don't feel this. I'm feeling it in my bones. It don't feel good. This don't feel good, you know. And yeah. then you know, then to see this happen, you're just like, uh, you know, like it's just it is what it is, uh, man. I, you know, and I think this is one of those things where. Um, this game should really tell you, and this is a great example for uh-huh. people who quite don't understand football. Your offensive line is the most important feature on your team. One hundred percent. It does not matter how great your specialty players are. If your tackles in your center can't hold the line, you can't win. Yep. And this is like this game was like the prototypical example of that. One hundred percent. I agree completely. I agree completely. I mean, I. Uh... I knew losing when when they lost um what was his name his name last week um Eric Fisher yeah I knew that that was going to be a big big problem because then all of a sudden they have to shuffle around their offensive line they had to make the left tackle they moved the left tackle over to the right tackle and then they had to bring in a guy off the bench and it's like cohesion amongst the offensive line is so important because you always need to know what your other guy is doing you need to know whether you need to double team this guy. You need to know whether you need to double team that guy. Yep. You know, it's 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 crucial. And then when you're going against a pass rush like the one that Tampa Bay has, who's hot? Like, yeah, they're hot, man. Like their defense came in hot. This whole playoffs, they were playing amazing. You know, they played amazing against Breeze. They made played amazing against um, Rogers, and now they played amazing. It seems like they just got better and better as the games progressed. Yeah. And I mean, like offensive line, like I've I've been say I say that all the time. Like I can't believe some of these teams do not invest in their offensive line. You know, you have teams like Seattle, you know, that have fantastic skill players, amazing quarterback, but then they never they never draft a top ranked offensive lineman. So so poor Russell is always constantly running for his life, yeah. and that's the reason why they don't make it anywhere. And, <clears throat> like, and, and, the, and the two years that they were um, they played in the Super Bowl, 
their offensive line was tough. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. If you have a top offensive line, then even if your quarterback isn't that great, I mean, he can still produce because you give him enough time to. He's not running for his life all the time, right? Mm -hmm. But, I mean, geez, I don't even know what to say. Like, that was that was a honestly that's a beatdown. That was a serious beatdown. I kind of feel sorry for Mahomes because I feel like this is one of those games where everybody's gonna kind of look look at him side eyed now. They're gonna be like, well, you know, this guy's a great player, but I don't know, man. He, he kind of took a beating. He took it to the chin um, in this game. So you know, can't take any away from him. He's still a phenomenal player, but you know, all these people that have been trying to put him on a pedestal and say he's a mini goat and so on. Pump the brakes a little bit. Not to say he's not going to be phenomenal going forward and he's not going to eventually win another Super Bowl. But I think people just need to chill a little bit and let's see what happens. Stop predicting. It, I, I believe, I, I, I'm trying to remember the name of the offensive lineman. It's either Mike Remners. I'm just trying to look at the list here. Or it's, um, no, it wasn't It wasn't Brian Witzman because he didn't play. So I think it was Mike Remners. That was the, the offensive line that I was telling you about. Uh, the offensive lineman I was telling you about the offensive tackle. I mean that uh, that was that was getting turnstile by uh, by Von Miller, you know, <laughs> in the Super Bowl a few years back, and and then um, now he's a backup, and he kind of got turnstile again by Shaq Barrett, JPP, nice. all of them. Like I mean, the whole line was doing it too, but it's it's tough, man. Like I, I remember watching this show. I think it was. <laughs> I want to say it was off the record, if my memory serves you correctly. Um, there was a show that was on TSM back in the day, Michael Landsberg, I believe. But I st I'll never forget this one episode because um, Marcus Allen was on the show, right? Oh, and okay. Marcus Allen made a he made one of the best points I've ever heard somebody mention in football. And and again, it speaks to like that same point I was mentioning in the beginning. For those who don't, that that don't understand, where he's like. You know, at the end of the day, he said it doesn't matter how great. Asking about who's all-time running back, and he's like, "Look, he's like, I think it's Barry Sanders. I do too." <laughs> but, but he's yeah. like, "But you know what?" He's like, "It doesn't matter." He said, "I think I'm great," like, and he was great. But he's yeah. like, "I am only as good as the offensive line in front of me." He's like, It doesn't matter how incredible um, the talent is that that you have around you and stuff. If your offensive line isn't making those holes for you to be creative and be great. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how great you are. You're, yep. uh, so it's like, so to compare this one to that one, he's like, that's why back in the day, like Emmett Smith would be like, you know, winning rushing titles, doing all this stuff. But we For knew sure. Barry Sanders was really the guy. You know what I mean? Like if you have to oh, really absolutely. compare the two, you would take Barry Sanders. But Barry Sanders was probably the only one of the few guys in the history of the sport that could be that successful without, a, without an offensive line. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know? You know, so you're bringing it back to, to today now, as great as Mahomes is. Look, mm -hmm. and it's weird because you look at Brady, right? Like, Brady's, you know, first Super Bowl and his and the latest Super Bowl that he's won are, are kind of bookend by how great the defense was, right? Cause Absolutely. That, that, first, that first Super Bowl that they won, you remember, those, they, they beat the greatest show on turf. Yep, yep. Their you know, defense played lights out. Yeah, absolutely. And, and they beat the shit out of <clears throat> out of Falk, out of Warner. They they just they just beat everybody up. And this is a different game because now you know you can you can just beat the shit out of guys off from the from on the line, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's a different time. But I mean, it's the same thing. Like they just their defense dominated. His defense dominated, uh, like one of the greatest offenses that you'll ever see. Uh, and I must say, I mean, that's a credit to Brady. He knows he knows where to go. 
<clears throat> he went to a team that already had an established defense. <clears throat> they were basically just missing one piece, and that was a quarterback. Yeah, and he knew that. He knew that. You know, just like you know, with with the Patriots, Patriots always have a very good defense, mm-hmm. and you know their offense wasn't the greatest, but Brady made it work. Now Brady actually has weapons. <clears throat> That's the scary thing. You give this guy weapons, and you give this guy an offensive line and a defense. You know what you're gonna get? What we just saw. Now, now let me ask you this now. Now that you're saying that to lend to what Brady is like to to this Brady point that you're trying to try to hustle on right now. Uh, <laughs> um, so let let me ask you this, really and truly, um, is this fair to start asking if Brady's made a deal with Damian or Stephen King? <laughs> like, like I think, this, I think this guy definitely sold his soul to the devil, or <laughs> you know, tonight he's probably gonna sacrifice that pretty little daughter of his that he oh, has don't hiding say out that, Roger. Don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> No, no. It's, it's either that or his firstborn. No, whichever one. Don't say that. Not the children. No, never the children. No. Listen, desperate times calls for de- desperate measures, man. There's no way a 43 year old should be able to play like that. No way. You know they they should be checking his piss. That's what they should be. You should be doing. Like seriously, I could barely even get off the couch, and this guy's winning Super Bowls. I know it's 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 crazy, man. Um, I mean, this this is crazy. Like a- Antonio Brown lost thirty million dollars and lost half his mind in the last two years, but he's gained a Super Bowl ring. I know, I know, it's crazy. And, and Dominican Sue couldn't hold on to his rage without stomping on people left and right like he was King Kong, and yeah. now he's got a Super Bowl ring. I know, I know. It's crazy. Yo, but look, look. But hey, you're you're also talking about Lashawn McCoy. You're talking about Fournette. Look at all these guys that flipping came from other teams, and bam, just like that, Super Bowl. Like, I mean, why wouldn't people? Why wouldn't people want to come and play for the Bucks? Look at Gronk. Gronk was flipping retired. This guy had two touchdowns today. Last year, Gronk <coughs> was twerking on Shaq's shoulders on a, in a rave. <laughs> and now he's got his fourth Super Bowl ring. Yo, it's unbelievable. Yo, Mike Mike Evans watched this boy end the season off last year with a thirty for thirty, and, I, and I'm not talking the the ESPN documentary. <laughs> and now he's got a ring. <laughs> I know it's it's crazy. Yo, it's it's crazy, is, man. You know, and like I said, two months ago, <clears throat> Leonard Fournette was sitting on a sitting at his home contemplating his football life because he got cut by the worst team in the league. And now he's got a Super Bowl ring. Listen, I tell people all the time, man, you know what? Things always have a way of working themselves out. You might think that at the time it's the worst possible thing getting cut, whether it's getting cut, whether it's getting fired or whatever it is. You might think at the time that's the worst possible thing that's happening to you. But things always seem to work out. Always seem to work out. You just have to give it time, man. You know, you find a better job. You find a better team. Like, I mean, this guy, jeez. If I was him, I would send my Super I'd send a picture of my Super Bowl, Super Bowl ring on GM for um, Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Saying, thanks for cutting me. Best decision of my flipping life. Because he would still be on that damn Jacksonville team playing yeah. for absolutely fucking nothing. Like, seriously. Things right. just seem to work out sometimes, man. I'm telling you. Yeah, I mean, no, nah, you're right. You're right about that. Um, like, and then I even think of Bill Belichick. Like, do you think Bill is bitter? Or do you think he's just smiling that 
basically like his legacy is spilled onto another franchise and they want a <laughs> ring that even in a small just even in a small a smallish way it it, it it came off of his residue i mean let's let's you gotta kind of say that too i agree i i think so and i like i like i even said the defense the defensive game plan that was a belichick that was a belichick game plan yeah like belichick's defense has always played mahomes tough because they always take away what they do best he does that with every single team he plays against Last, um, like, two years ago, or what was it, three years ago, when they played Mahomes um, in the AFC Championship, they took away Kelsey, they took away Hill, and they made everybody else beat them. This time, it was the exact same thing. They played, like, a soft zone, they double-teamed Kelsey, they double-teamed um, <clears throat> they double teamed Dariq Hill, and basically, they, they were able to get pressure with just four guys in the front. You know, I mean, that's, oh, man. What a game plan. Like, it was perfect. It was the perfect game plan. They couldn't have drawn it up any better. I don't think any defense would have been able to play that any better. Especially against Mahomes, who's absolutely phenomenal. Like, he, he had a rough outing, man. He was constantly running for his life. And did you see some of those hits he took? Yeah. Like, within the last five five minutes of the game? Yeah, it was, it was a, it was a beating. It Ooh, was a I beating. felt bad for him, man. I, I felt bad for him. I saw he got crunched between three guys. I was like... I felt that hit, man. My yeah. neck started hurting when I saw that. When his his neck kind of got twisted around when he was on the ground, when mm-hmm. three guys kind of sandwiched him. I know. Oh, I that, was like, you. Was I don't tough. know, man. Maybe you guys should take this guy out of the game. This is <laughs> <laughs> he might not be able to yeah. play next year. It's, it's it's Henny time. It's Henny time right now. Yeah, absolutely. And he, and you know what? Couple couple things. Um, let's give a major shout out to the first team in history to have. A black offensive and defensive coordinator on the same team. So I want to give a like we got to give a major shout out to Byron Leftwich, who was running the the offensive. The, he was the offensive coordinator, and Todd Bowles, who was, who was the defensive coordinator. So we got to give major props to the two of them as well, because I mean this that's also history that was made today too. Calvin and the special teams coach is black too. Oh, that's right. That's right. There you go. Yes. There you go. I, as much as I have to give shout outs to them, I have to give a shout out to Bruce Arians as, as well. Yeah, he's, he's the one coach. who put these guys. He's yeah. the one who hired these guys. Yeah. And I mean, kudos to him. Like, he's a fantastic. He, he is a good coach. Very good. But coach. I'm just, yeah. but I'm just talking about putting the right guys in the right place. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, what other team has three three coaches? Like, it's three black coaches. Yeah. It just doesn't happen. This like these guys are having difficulty just finding a head coaching job. Still. Still. Still, still. Because how much, how much uh, opening jobs was there this year? Seven, and the only one was the uh, one. one. And I feel like that hire was almost due to the fact that they're they're basically begging um, Deshaun Watson to stay. I know? agree completely. Yeah. So, so it's 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 crazy to see, but no, really, really and truly, shout out to the. I forgot about the uh, the special teams coach as well, but yeah, that that's that's a major. You know, that's that's a that's a huge win. Uh, for those guys, and I think it kind of sets them up in the future. Hopefully, well, hopefully again, <laughs> this is uh-huh. the NFL, so I can't even say it's for certain, but <laughs> but it sh- it should. I said, let's let me say it should set them up for for future head coaching jobs if they want it. It should, but Absolutely. let's see, let's see. I, I I don't know. Yeah, you can't put your money <laughs> on it, man. You can not with the NFL. The NFL always finds a way to screw the black coaches out, it's screw the black coaches over. I'm sorry to say that, but. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. 
Um, let's, you know what? I just can't wait until Brady goes for number eight. Okay, slow, slow down, Roger. Just, just take, <laughs> take it easy. Calm down. Calm down. I'm just saying, man. Calm I'm just down. saying. Take, take it easy. Take it I'm easy. I'm just saying. If they bring back that same team next year, they have a chance. They got a chance. Um, there's a there's a team that wears maroon and gold that's in that that uh, they reside in the Bay. Um, you know, they're going to be healthy next year. Um, I want to give them a shot, especially to see who, who um, even if they bring back their quarterback, they got a shot. But let's see who they who they get in the offseason. Wait, wait. Are, are you talking about the same team you, that got beat by the team that just got beat down tonight? Shut up. Shut up, Roger. Sorry. Uh, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> anyways, go ahead. Carry on. Carry on. Carry on. Sorry. It's, it's sorry. my Niners, Roger. Ca- take, take it easy. Calm. You calm yourself down right I'm now. Saying, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> I just had a flashback. I'm sorry, man. I mean, these things happen sometimes. I don't know. Uh, yes, yes. You're saying yes, yes. yes They'll yes. definitely be a threat next year, Calvin. Let, let, yes. Yeah, yes, they are. Yes, they are. Okay. <laughs> they are. All right. Okay, <laughs> don't don't let me get on my childish shit right now. <laughs> sure, okay, bro. And, and, I, and, I, and, it's, and I'm laughing because I'm like, you would think the way I sound like I hate Brady. I don't hate Brady. I, I've said this many times. I like watching him play. I really do. So mm-hmm. I, I'm not one of those people that hate his guts. I, I you know I enjoy watching him play. Um, but with that said, I know he won his fifth MV. Uh, excuse me, his fifth Super Bowl MVP. Um, yep. But who actually really deserved the MVP? Was it him? Was it was it Shaq Barrett? Was it Gronk? Was it, it was, was a it whole the defense? defense? It was a whole defense, man. It was a whole defense. The coaching staff? The I offense? mean, don't... like <laughs> like seriously, Listen. like 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 I'm not even joking. Like they, I think everybody played a, a a huge part in that. Like to give it I to guess. Brady is kind of just like like I you know, it's kind of like the you know like the 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 face always gets the the reward. But mm-hmm. really and truly I I like when they gave it to him I was like I guess you know what I mean, because yeah. there were so many factors in that game, like so many people that that principal players that played really well. Well, I'll tell you, there's only one person that wasn't on that team. Well, there's only one person that I could honestly say came to that team and made a huge, huge impact. Right, but that, but that has nothing to do with the 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 actual you know Green. award for this game. You know what I mean? I'm saying this game was. Yeah, and, and you're right. In the, in the grand scheme of things, Brady was a, a major force in changing the culture, as well yeah. as you know, like the, <clears throat> the coaches, everything else. But he was a major force in that. But with this specific game, yes. I don't know who I would have given that MVP to, honestly. Well, but, but see, but that's the problem, right? Because if it was up to me, I'd take that MVP award and I'd cut it up into like 50 pieces. I would give it to the defense. I would give it to Leonard Fournette. I would give it to the offensive line. Like there's just so I would give it to Gronk. There's just so many different people that you could give it to, that they kind of equalize themselves. Yeah. At the end of the day, they always want to give it to the quarterback, regardless yeah. of whether they had a good game or not. I wouldn't say Brady played lights out, but I'd oh, say Brady played a really good game, like three touchdowns. Yeah. Three should he be four touchdowns. To be honest with you, yeah, it should could, be four touchdowns. He controlled the pace. He did. He did. If that old lineman held on to the ball while he was in the end, while well, he That's caught right. the ball in the end zone so in the right. first quarter. That would have been a touchdown too. It would have been thirty-seven, what 30, 38, 38 to nine. And he right? over, and he overthrew. Um, I can't remember the guy's name. It was number eighty-eight. I don't remember his name. The backup tight end, backup whatever tight his name end, is. Yeah. yeah, he overthrew. Yeah, he overthrew him. He overthrew him by maybe a, a, I'd say probably about a foot. Yeah. But aside from that, Brady played a good game. No picks, no fumbles. 
Um, you know, he played a solid game. He did what he had to do. There was yeah. no turnovers on that. Yeah. I don't think they had one. They, they didn't even have one offensive turnover. No. No, 20, 21 for 29, 201, three TDs. It was a good game. Like, I wouldn't say yeah. this was a great game. It was good, though. It was yeah, good. Well. I'm, and I'm not <clears> taking <throat> it away from him. But I'm just saying, like, it's mm-hmm. just I, – I'm just being truthful. I really don't know who I would have given that award to tonight. No, I hear you, man. I, I hear you. I knew they were going to give it to Brady because they always give it to yeah. the quarterback. You're right. When, when they can't decide on who it is, it'll be yeah. the quarterback. Exactly. It'll, exactly. it'll be the quarterback. Unless the uh, the defense, the best player is a defensive player. They, or they, I would say they usually give it to the best player on the yeah, team, which usually, usually the is the quarterback. Usually it is, right? Or at least that's the one that's most highlighted. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so you know what? Well, two things before we wrap up. Um, where do I begin? Um so I've been flying this Joe Montana flag for the last 30 years, right? Right. <laughs> um, I've been flying it in the face of, of rule changes, uh, with, of, of new quarterbacks threatening the reign, the, the, you know, the crown, the, the, you know, the, the king's chair, the throne. Um, you know, even when Brady passed him, I was still flying this thing in everybody's face because, you know, the, the the leagues changed. The rules have changed so much. I'm like I'm like you know, and I still say today, if Brady was playing in this, you know, in the in the '90s era, is he playing to 43 years old? There's no way in hell, you know. But with that said, you know, I did say that if he won a seventh, even I gotta stop flying the flag. <laughs> so as of today, I'm gonna I'm gonna fold the flag up. I'm gonna it's gonna hurt me. It's gonna hurt me. But I'm gonna I'm gonna fold the flag up, and um, I, I'm gonna finally say, I'm gonna finally say, under almost like a whisper, that Brady's the best quarterback. Of all time. Well, Calvin, that. I'll say I'll say I'll say one thing. It takes a big man to admit when he's completely wrong. So Not cool completely wrong. Fact. Stop it. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I tip my hat to you, sir. I tip my hat. Welcome, welcome to the party, finally, Calvin. Whatever. I'm opening the door and I'm I'm letting you in and I'm handing you a drink. Congratulations, <laughs> you've, you've now made it to the party. Okay, <laughs> Brady's over there. If you want to go kiss his rings, he is available for you. Okay, I'm 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 not doing that. Pause. <laughs> um, you know what? I, I'll I'll say this though. Um, let me just say this. The Brady Belichick mm-hmm. argument isn't solved because Brady won the Super Bowl. At least to me, and the only reason why I'm saying this again is just because I, I really, truly, and this is not coming from a hateful uh, point of view. I'm just saying this because I think really and truly they both needed each other. Yeah, you know, because would Brady have been this successful anywhere else? Because let's face it, he was he was drafted he was drafted in the sixth round with a sixth yeah. round quarterback on any other franchise, especially back then. Would have had the chance to be a starter or be a great player. The chances of that happening wouldn't have been great. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying he could have done this on another. I'm not saying he wouldn't have had success in the league. But I'm just saying because of where he was drafted. You know what I mean? Most guys that are drafted in the sixth round as a quarterback are usually playing on the on the practice squad or their third string. You know what I'm trying to say? Oh, absolutely, for sure, and I agree with you. I agree and, with you completely. And with and with that said, because of Brady's development, you know, um, it also you know elevated uh, Belichick and and his system too. So it was a perfect marriage, 
You know, yeah. it was a perfect system, perfect marriage, perfect coach, perfect player, you know, organization, everything just combined together beautifully. You know what I mean? Oh, I, so, I agree. I agree. So it's like while while you know while I fold my Montana flag, I mean, well, let's be. I'm never going to fold my Montana flag, but <laughs> I'll, I'll you know, but I, but I'll acknowledge, you know what I mean, with the Brady thing. But and I mean, you can say the same thing that you know uh, Montana didn't win without uh, Bill Walsh either. You know what I mean? You can say no. that too. But I'm True. just saying, like, I'm just saying from the perspective as a sixth round quarterback. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Most cases, most sixth round quarterbacks are not even sniffing a starting role. You know what I mean? So the fact that he he worked his way up, you know, and, and you know, um, what's his name again? Um, Drew Bledsoe. Bledsoe. Drew Bledsoe ends up getting hurt. You know, he steps in, fills that role. They win, and it just rides into the sunset for the next twenty years. I mean, I don't like that's probably never happening again. No, no, it, it's never gonna happen. I mean, I think it was just a, it's it was just kind of like all things simpatical, all things happening at the same time at the right time. You know, mm-hmm. Belichick, Brady coming together, um, Drew Bledsoe getting injured towards the end of the year, um, you know, Brady excelling, all of a sudden Brady coming, driving the field for like, you know, when they were going against the Rams, driving the field 80 yards for a field goal kick to win the game. Like, everything just worked out perfectly. And I doubt this thing you'll ever you'll ever see that type of, um, those type of things happen ever again because it's just... Too many moving parts, too many factors just kind of played into it, you know? Even the past couple of Super Bowls when Brady was with um with the Pats. Like some of those Super Bowls, like, you know, when they went against Atlanta, you know, um, Atlanta completely melting down and Brady just kind of stepping up completely and bringing them back. Um, same thing with Seattle. The horrible play call at the end of the game that, that completely cost them the game. Like all these things just kind of play into like – you know, kind of like the story uh, of Tom Brady and his history. And, yeah, you know, I, I agree. I mean, Bill Belichick's defense, his culture, you know, he's the one who installed that into Brady. And Brady was able to bring it to Tampa Bay. Yeah. You know, if he didn't have that, Tampa Bay probably wouldn't have won. Because, I mean, you saw it. When he went there, like, they were a mess. His first couple of games were a mess. This guy threw, like, three three interceptions in the first yeah. Two games. I mean, they were, seven, were and, like they were seven and five through the first twelve games, right? Yeah, they were terrible. They were picking up penalties here and there. Like I, I still remember the game when, when um his his center got like two back to back penalties. I yeah. think it was like the second or third game, and Brady pulled him aside and started yelling. He was yelling at this guy, yelling at this guy. After that, yo, this guy was basically a boy scout the rest of the time, man. But I mean, when you have somebody who has that type of champion caliber. Who has that type of, um, you know, who has the ability to basically, you know, tell everybody like communicate to the whole team and you guys do this. Basically, he he was like having another coach on there. He was telling everybody. He the the players even admit they listened to him more than they listened to Bruce Arians because he's mm-hmm. been there before. <laughs> yeah, you know that that gets it's not over. It can't be overstated. I mean, that's huge. It's massive. Yeah, you know, if Brady tells you to stop doing something, you're gonna stop doing it. Or he's gonna yell at you and he's gonna embarrass you in front of the whole flipping team. And nobody wants to nobody wants to disappoint the GOAT. Nobody wants to be that guy. And and what's crazy too is, you know, there was a game. I I can't remember what where it was in the season, but there was a game where um, you know, they played Chicago and he couldn't even remember if it was third down or fourth down. And now we're I remember here, that. Right? Yep. So yep. it's it's crazy. The GOAT 
quarterback, not all time, Roger. Not you think you think Brady, Brady's the greatest football player ever? He's ahead of Rice and, and Jim Brown and guys like that. Do I think he's ahead of them? I think yeah, he's you ahead of them, one hundred percent. You can't tell me this man won seven Super Bowls, and you can't tell me he's not ahead of these guys. Like, I mean, if you're talking about physical physical attributes. And yeah, I would give it to them 100% because, I mean, these guys were all physical specimens. But as a football player in general, like, I mean, jeez, like seven Super Bowls. That's all I got to say, man. It's crazy. Seven Super Bowls. So <laughs> the the Hall of Fame class was announced last night, um, led, of course, by Peyton Manning, um, John Lynch, and Calvin Johnson. I felt like it was kind of understated today, to be honest with you. Um, those are basically no brainers. What was the one thing you would say about like this class or like, you know, any one of these guys that you want to pick out? Um, listen, all these guys are full of, like, they, they should be first ballot hollow blamers. And they were, and they, I'm glad they but, got it right because they always, they, they always screw this up and yeah, you know, well, this yeah. guy's not a really your first ballot. Like, I mean, we, as long as you had eyes in your head that work, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or yeah. ears, you kind of know, you know what I mean? Like these guys are are like they're their first ballot hall of famers. Oh, one hundred percent. I mean, they're. I, I don't know what else you could possibly say. I mean, Peyton Manning, come on, Calvin Johnson. Like, I mean, these guys are all top tier, top tier in their classes. So, I mean, I'm not surprised. I'm glad they got it right. That's that's fantastic. But I'd say there's no surprises there, honestly. You know, the one thing I would say too is. Um, Tom Flores, I think he finally gets in as a mm. as a Hall of Fame, you know, as a Hall of Famer head coach, which is crazy because he's won two Super Bowls with the Raiders. Yeah. So, you know, the he's he's Hispanic. I mean, you know, the fact that, you know, like he's a one of the one of the few first like um uh, one of the first actually no, he was the first Latino head coach to to ever, you know, be a coach and then to win two <coughs> Super Bowls with the Raiders. You know what yeah, I mean? On on crazy. top of that, he had a great record the entire time. Like, why was he waiting so long? Like, and this is what I'm talking about. Like, where like these Hall of Fame classes, they, it, you know, it's like I always said, it's much harder to get into these than like the NBA, of course, or the, or the basketball one. But like, come on, man! Yeah. Like the guy, how many coaches have won two Super Bowls and 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 not be sitting and not have the the gold jacket? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, even John Madden has only won one, and he and I mean, they named the video game after him. True, you know, true, so true, I don't, true, I don't true. understand like how this guy's only now getting in. Like, I, I find that's crazy. It's all about politics, man. I feel like the NFL, like whoever, whoever votes, like whether it's uh, like it's the Associated Press, it's other coaches, and so on. Mm -hmm. I feel a lot of the times it's just a popularity contest, if mm -hmm. anything. It really is. I mean, you had guys. That's for instance, Terrell Owens. You know, was he the best teammate? No, but when you look at his body of work and his stats. There's no reason why he shouldn't have been a first ballot Hall of Famer. No. Like he's he still has records that nobody's ever broken. No. So I mean, I am glad that they got right this year. That's and, good. And, and you have to make him. You have to make him a guy like him wait three years to get in. Like, come on, man. ridiculous! Like, it was, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. It's you know, you look at the stats. <clears throat> you don't necessarily like. I mean, NFL players are not perfect. You know, just like any, just like society itself. The NFL is a reflection of, of society. You got your good people, you have your bad people. You have your tough people, you have your soft people. It's 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 a combination. It's a melting pot, right? Yeah. 
At the end of the day, the only thing you could look at is the actual statistics and the body of work. What have they done? What have they done in the NFL, right? And I think that in itself should be objective. It shouldn't be subjective. Yeah. You shouldn't have guys not getting in because you don't like their attitude or you know, because they got traded from team to team. No, it doesn't make any sense. Well, at least not to me anyways, yeah. but just like anything or, or else. you didn't play nice with the media during your career, so they, they come back and get you this way. Exactly. Yeah, I, I get all that, and and you're right, you're right. But at least it's good to say that they they got it right. Yeah. Um, and I guess to wrap up, um, I'm a man, Roger. <laughs> Sometimes I'm a petty man, but but I try to live my life, you know, with a certain level of classiness. And and as much as my gut instinct is, is screaming in my ear to just cut you off right now, I, I will be a man. And I'll man up and take my order, or sorry, take your order for our, our Uber or our Uber Eats bet. So, um, do do you want to announce what your meal is going to be at least so far, and then we can work out the arrangements after? Or do you want to still give us some time? Um, you know what? I'm I'm gonna look around, check different menus. Um, I think the cake. You know, I think I had like a shrimp surf and turf shrimp thing before. It was like a nice piece of steak and some shrimp and stuff. I even think there was a little bit of lobster in there too. So I'm gonna look around. I'll make my decision. And when I'm ready I'll let you know, Calvin. I mean Baton Rouge, you know, that's a possibility too. I know that uh they have a spot downtown, so I mean you know, I think there's plenty of options, guy. Yeah? <laughs> There's plenty of options, Calvin. You the know, world is you my know, oyster you, at this point. You, you know, you know what? My biggest mistake was not putting a, a financial limitation on this, and also, I agree. And, and and also, and also, and also, putting a, a distance limitation. I thought you were going to keep me in Durham, bro. You're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I might make you travel a little bit, Calvin, just to teach you a lesson. You know. Just to keep you, teach you a lesson. And, 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 and all, all I wanted was a fried fish roti. Golly. <laughs> uh. Can't be that easy, man. Come on now. Come yeah. on, man. <sighs> Don't worry, Calvin. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know. I'll look around. <sighs> I might have a coupon somewhere around here that I might be able to give you. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> it's all good. Just send, just send me the bill. Just send me the damn bill um yes let's let's wrap this up right now before i uh, start smashing my computer screen um <laughs> no thank you for hopping on the on the on the app today once again we always do this the last well i would say probably like four years it's probably the fourth year that we do, we've been doing this so absolutely um, four years strong yeah man so so thank you for hopping on you know all, all seriousness that was uh that was fun it was probably i probably had more fun doing this than actually watching the game <laughs> Absolutely. To, to be honest with you. Um I not only in the sense because I I actually like watching competitive Super Bowls, not blowouts. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, I'm the same way too, man. I just want a competitive game. Yeah. I, really do. I was actually hoping Kansas City would come back so I can, you know, get my thrills and be excited, but you know, <laughs> didn't happen. So I thought they were gonna come back in the second half, man. Yeah. Like I was Pretty surprised. Like, yeah. Geez. Yeah. Once, you don't once, see a beatdown like that happen every day. I'll tell you that no. much. And, and once, honestly, once Fournette got that touchdown, I was like, oh boy, this ain't looking good, man. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't I even saying, ah, oh, this game's over. I was just like, man, this ain't this ain't looking good. Because that's just to tell you just how explosive that offense is. You're still yep. giving them a bit of a chance, even in that situation. Oh, yeah. Oh, but, yeah. Trust me, guy. Fourth quarter, I was watching. Literally, I, I don't think I watched the game. I was just watching that clock tick down. Yeah. Tick, 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 tick. I was like, okay, well, you know, they need three touchdowns. Hmm. 
Can he do it in five minutes? Uh, probably not. Yeah. Can he do it in four minutes? Probably not. I was just looking at that because I figured this guy could come back at any time, but yeah. he just did not have. It was not his. It was not his night. Plain no, and simple. It wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah. But like nope. I said, no. Thank you once again for for hopping on, man. It was uh, that was awesome. It was, a, it was a pleasure doing that today. Always a pleasure, my man. Anytime, anytime. You know, you know, I love talking football, man. Anytime, my friend. Anytime. And like I said, thank you for coming. Thank you for showing up to the party. <laughs> I and Tom Brady appreciate it, and thank you. Um, to your listeners for listening to this podcast today, um, thank you as always for tuning in. Um, I appreciate your ears for, for you lending me your ears, I should say, for, for getting, giving me a chance to listen to my work. Um, make sure you, you listen, rate, review, and subscribe to all of the shows for South Giraffe. Uh, we got an episode coming on Friday, um, which is going to be about the 25th anniversary of the, the Fuji's album, The Score. Um, so we're going to dive real deep into that one. Um, check that one out on Friday. And then on uh, Family Day on February the 15th, uh, go to my South Sharaf YouTube channel. We'll be launching uh, the second episode. Not well, the second episode, but uh, the next episode of The Stoop. Um, so that one's going to be, you know, that one was fun to do as well. I think I recorded that one about a couple of weeks ago. Um, so that one is going to be fun as well. Uh, stay tuned for that. To check out my entire catalog of podcast shows, make sure you subscribe to SouthshoreAv.com. One more time for emphasis, that's SouthshoreAv.com. For Roger Calendar, this is Cal C. You've just tuned into the Av Podcast, where I feel like I'm about to lose my wallet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you just Hope you saved up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord of mercy. Once again, it's the Av Podcast on South Shore Ave Radio. Until next time, folks, peace. We out.